Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome along to the MTV Rugby Pod. With me today is Alan Quinlan. Alan, what about that game last night? Ireland v South Africa at the Stade de France. What a World Cup group game it was. Ireland sneaking over the line and Andy Farrell will be one happy man. Uh, not only Andy Farrell would be happy man, the whole country and uh, was watching it on TV. There was um, a lot of Irish fans in Paris as well. It was it was incredible atmosphere. Um, what a performance from both sides. I think Ireland maybe rode their luck a little bit. Um, a lot of people talking about the missed kicks. Ireland had their own problems, I suppose, in the lineout and uh, a few what ifs there. If they could one one a couple of those lineouts, maybe they would have scored some more. So um, South Africa are an incredible sight. We all knew that before going into the game. And um, it's a fantastic morale-boosting, confidence-boosting victory for Ireland. And I think now, finally, uh, if there was any doubters about how good this Irish team are, are capable of and how much resilience and tenacity they have, um, I think that's put to bed now. Um, it doesn't mean Ireland are going to win a World Cup. It doesn't mean that they're the finished article and that... Um, you know, because that game could have went in South Africa's favour last night, but um, there's a real steel about this Irish team, and I think they showed that last night against an incredibly powerful side. There's there's nothing between the two teams. If they played next week, South Africa could win, and it could be roles reversed the week after if it was a Test series. You know, um, so it was an incredible match. Ireland rode their luck a little bit, um, but they deserved to get um, probably the results that they got in the end because of the way they defended. They forced South Africa into a lot of turnovers, put them under a lot of pressure and, and, and really matched them in the physical stakes. You talked about the turnovers. Ireland did so well to break down. And then adversity at the start with the line-out not going to plan. Was that impressed you most, you know, coming back from that and still beating the world champions? Yeah, when when they look back and they, they will review the game, both sides, I think they'll find mistakes and problems that and things that went wrong. That's the nature of the of, of top level sport like that. So the the very obvious one for Ireland is, you know, they lost six lineouts. Um they lost the first five lineouts in the game, their first five. Some of them were in real crucial positions. They were inside the that's that's South African 22, and we know Ireland, when they get that line-out going, their attack off it is is, is pretty impressive. Um, I'm not saying they would have mauled South Africa over, but they certainly would have tried to, you know, take it either off the top or have a rip, um, someone or forwards ripping it and popping it to Gibson Park to get a little bit of width to, to give Ireland that, that platform to, to attack up the middle and maybe work both sides then and... And be patient because they're very cohesive when they get into the, the, those areas. But credit to South Africa, you know, again, it doesn't surprise me that that line-out pressure is, is so big. I think they stole a few, but there was a little bit of timing with the throw and the lift and all that for Ireland. So they'll be disappointed. A um, couple of scrum penalties as well in that second half. You know, that's, again, not a surprise because South Africa are so strong and the impact off their bench was very powerful. Um, but... 
you know, when Ireland made changes then, they, they kind of steady things a little bit, particularly around the scrum. And, um, yeah, they'll be they'll be incredibly pleased, I think. But Andy Farrell won't be fooled uh, to thinking, God, we're brilliant now, we're, we're unstoppable. He'll know that, you know, they got some fortunate bounces. Um, they created, you know, you're, you create your own luck with your effort levels and, and their defence was phenomenal and they really fronted up didn't allow South Africa a chance to, to run or get any sort of uh, big inroads in behind. A couple of line breaks on either side, but overall, you know, what a match it was. And Ireland, you know, got out on top. I think um, you can you could be splitting hairs and saying, well, certain things went in their favour, but they created a real kind of work rate and intensity right from the word go. And I think they showed that um, they're incredibly good side. There was plenty leading into the week saying Ireland would find it so difficult to attack South Africa on the outside, but they actually managed to do that early on. They got some space there, yeah, and I think they resourced some breakdowns. They lost, um, they they probably lost a little bit of momentum after some of those line breaks. But look, it's really difficult. You know, South Africa are an incredibly impressive side. They're so well coached. They're so physical and abrasive, and you know, confrontational. And and uh, there's a lot of big hits going in from both sides and um, Ireland finding those edges was really important I think it gave them a confidence I think um, you know bar the first 15 minutes of the, you know the first 15 minutes of the game Ireland were very unsteady as regards those lineup wins and, and, and keeping possession but I thought the second half of that first half Ireland were very smooth control got a brilliant try from Mac Hansen had some line breaks uh, the second half then was heart-stopping stuff really from an Irish point of view because South Africa were just piling on so much pressure but Ireland came up with some brilliant turnovers big moments in the game big tackles and uh, they deserve a lot of credit for that so it, it wasn't um, it wasn't a game that was um, free-flowing all the time um, the ball and play time was just over 27 minutes so it wasn't very long Um We've seen it a lot higher. You know, Ireland, France, I think the Six Nations was up in their high 30s, 37 or 38, or could have been even early 40s. It was uh, early 40s, as you yeah, say. Maybe yeah, maybe early 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't remember the exact one. So, so much rugby. Yeah, yeah um, so there was a bit of stop-start to the, to the game. Um, slippy ball, a couple of knock-ons, uh, heroic defence from both sides. Uh, but... I just felt in the second half Ireland were hanging on a little bit and I, I did I wasn't too comfortable with it. Uh, but again they showed great character and, and there's great resilience in that team and that comes from winning and confidence and and being on the road for the last two years. What did you make of uh, Razi and Jack Nainabar taking off, you know, Etzebet and Moss start, even say Khaleesi pretty early in that second half. Is that credit to Ireland or how well they were defending? You know, there was a shot of um, it's a bed nearly up in the air at one stage when uh, Lowe and um, Josh van der Flaer were putting in massive tackles. Was that really a momentum shift on the um, night? I don't think, I think probably pre-planned. Uh, when you Snyman and uh, John Klein is really impressed since he's gone into and played in the rugby championship with South Africa, big impact player as well. And uh, um, I think they were, you know, Van Staden and Quagga Smith, they've come off the bench and delivered. So they're, they're really big impact players. So I think his decision was based on trying to up the ante and, and bring in that explosiveness um, into his team in the second half. Um, so, you know, it wasn't, um, was it a reflection? Yes, pro- probably as well. But I would imagine that these, you know, 
they're always going to empty their bench South Africa given the quality they have the depth there's a lot of like for like there and you could argue one or two of those guys um, maybe be banging at the door and saying why, why am I not starting um, so that's that's their serious quality coming off the bench there I thought Ireland when they reacted and made the changes particularly I, I thought Finley Bealham was outstanding um, Tyg Furlong against Oxen Shea struggled a little bit and didn't get his body position right which is very unlike Tyg Furlong he's a wonderful player got caught a couple of times he'd be probably first to admit that he wasn't set in that usual locked out position which he's he's incredibly hard to shift uh, backwards um, and the explosive nature of Oxen Shea coming off the bench and that's exactly what Rassi wanted him to do I suppose they got a couple of penalties there and um, there was a couple of nervy moments then you go down to the next scrum the first scrum for Finley Bealham and I thought he did remarkably well and he deserves massive credit for that his body and uh, positioning and technique was so low his back was dead straight and he did a brilliant job as even in ch- defence he was leading the line yeah, as well he was, yeah, yeah he brought that impact um, you know Dave Kilcoyne on the other side as well you know there's a lot of pressure from Trevor Enyukane as well and um, so the Irish bench did really well and Ian Henderson who sometimes um, is not animated and probably gives the impression that he's not kind of in the mix uh, as much as, as you think he can be he's a wonderful player I thought he was superb last night I love to see him that animation. He's such a big presence, he as is, you say. Yeah, and he and, you know, presence. when he's on it, he's as good as anyone in the second row. Would that be fair to yeah, say? Yeah, absolutely. And he was on it last night. He was up for it. I love the kind of snarly look that he was given. And he was leading the players and uh, looked like he took over the captaincy and um, was brilliant. So the impact after the Irish bench, a lot made of that South African bench during the week. Uh, but Ireland's bench was really good. And I think, um, you know, like there was a, it's a high intensity game, Stuart. And I keep saying it, and it's not to patronise South Africa in any way. They're, they're a wonderful side. They're a side that everybody um, will know. When you play that South African side, you'll know about it afterwards, you know, and I think the Irish players will be pretty sore this morning. But a wonderful result, and one that maybe... I, I think there's so much belief in this Irish team, and, and they're pretty down to earth, that I, that they actually they're not that surprised themselves, you know, if, the, if if that makes sense. And that's, again, not being disrespectful in any way because I was incredibly nervous before this game, during the game. Um, you know, maybe if they kicked their penalties, maybe South Africa are winning it. But, but what I love the fact, even if South Africa won that game, they couldn't shake Ireland off. And that's, that's a real sign of a strength within the group, a unity. Um, and again, as I said, you know, you saw the reaction coming up with big tackles, big turnovers against uh, an unbelievably powerful side. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Last couple here, Alan. If, <laughs> there's plenty of ifs and buts, but if Ireland gets South Africa again, who knows, could be a final. But in general, how does that game differ next time around? And where do you see if this makes sense, both teams going at each other in a different way? Well, I think South Africa will try and figure out a way of, of, of you know, getting some momentum and continuity. They didn't have long periods where they were battering Ireland in, in phase play. And that was down to Ireland coming up with turnovers, um, good counter-rucking, you know, really good gain-line tackles. And of course, South Africa did get over the game line on a number of occasions, but Ireland didn't panic. They organised really well and got plenty of numbers in defence. Um, so I think South Africa would certainly try and f- exp- find some more space, uh, maybe be more clinical with uh, the possession they have, protect it a little bit better. It's very easy to look back and, and see where you went wrong and pick guys out in, in, in reviews and... Um, for Ireland, um, I think it's obviously the obvious one is make sure you don't lose six lineouts again against South Africa if you end up playing them, because I don't think you'll get away with it a second time. And we know what Ireland are, you know, they're a very good possession-based side and they're very cohesive and they, they attack really well. Everybody seems to be on the same wavelength. Um, but that platform was starved of them last night and they couldn't get their flow going, particularly... It's crazy to think that a lot of the line-out uh, steals and and turn and um, inaccuracies were in the first half, but Ireland just struggled at times um, to get their flow, and I think they'd be a little bit disappointed that they weren't able to build more pressure on South Africa. When they did get quick ball, though, Bondiaki, how good has he been? He must be arguably one of the best centres in the world at the moment. Well, Is that fair enough? Like yeah, best, like that. He's playing like the best centre in the world. And Ringrose had a crack in games. He defensively he was had, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, superb. And, uh, you know, they're coming up against, you know, you saw the power of Damien Dialende when he, well, Gary Ringrose went to tackle him in that first half. Um, you know, he's unbelievably powerful, uh, Dialende. And he recovered Gary Ringrose from that knock. And, um, yeah, he was brilliant. Um, the, the intensity, the line speed, and the fitness of both teams, Stuart. I think we... You know, they're unbelievably conditioned both sides to keep going. I know we didn't have, the, as I said, the ball and play time wasn't um, very long, but those hits, um, you know, get organised, get in shape, get back in your defensive line, clean out another breakdown. It was it was high-intensity stuff but and very impactful. You know, you saw some of the hits that Etzebeth put in and, you know, Khaleesi put in. Mac Hansen comes down from... A, you know, catching a high ball in that first half and serious impact from Khaleesi. So, um, yeah, for sure, I think they'll be... It's about recovery now for Ireland. I think genuinely um, Andy Farrell will be calm about this. He's not... None of the players, I think, will get excited. They'll realise that, you know, this could have went the other way very, very easily. Um, but that's what happens when two big teams and and I suppose sometimes on paper you can have, have uh, teams ranked 
you know, Ireland were ranked first in the world in 2019 for a period of time before the World Cup, and it was a false ranking, to be honest. Um, that whole year was disappointing, I suppose. Coming out of 2018, they had done remarkably well, winning a series in Australia, Grand Slam, November Internationals, beating New Zealand then. Um, so maybe it was justified for a period of time, but they're, they're, they're wearing this uh, ranking pretty well, Ireland, and it could easily be South Africa as well, or France, I think they're the top three teams in the world and they're, they're a step above um, most teams. It doesn't mean you'll win every time, but Ireland have gone on a remarkable run. I think it's 29 wins and 31 tests. Um, it's sensational for a small playing pool. And uh, the current group are, are strong and they're tough. And I love that about them. You know, they're, they're, um, they don't take a backward step. And, you know, that team that they played last night in South Africa is... You know they're they're incredible. They're an incredible size side. And a final one, I'll before I let you go. Scotland in a couple of weeks, obviously pose a different threat. What type of team? I know we'll talk about this uh, this week later on in the podcast, but I know it's hard to say now. But what type of team do you expect Andy Farrell to play? Will he rest a few boys, or do you think it's just again take every moment as it comes uh, and I, win I, every game? The, the rest is next weekend. You pay your best team from here on in, and and. Um, you may rotate one or two, uh, three or four players maybe, but for me, you have 10, 12, at least uh, that many of your, your frontliners playing. Um, you've got to, and, um, you know, if things, if, you know, there's a couple of players that can come into the side, like Ian Henderson, like Ryan Baird, um, maybe Jack Connell will come back. There might be a position to rotate one or two of them. Finley Bealham might come into the front row for t- and start the game with Furlong off the bench. So um, if there's a couple of changes, I think the others will be on the bench. It won't be giving um, you know, people an opportunity f- just for the sake of it. You cannot underestimate Scotland in any way. Um, I've, seen, I've said this for two years now. They've been rubbing their hands together. They lost against South Africa. I think in their review of that match, they'd probably be frustrated and a li- little bit disappointed with some mistakes they made. Uh, they got punished for them, uh, particularly in the wider channels. Ireland, Ireland, you know, weren't last night. Um, but still, no matter what reviews you do, sometimes against South Africa, it's they're so aggressive. But um, Ireland have got to be switched on here, get the recovery right, and uh, and enjoy it as well. Because um, I think Andy Farrell has continuously said he wants his players challenged, and you know if if it won't happen, um, that they underestimate Scotland in any way because. Um, I think they're too good um, and too experienced for that to happen now. It doesn't mean that they're just going to turn up and beat Scotland. Scotland are going to have a serious say and they can really test Ireland because, you know, the tension around that game last night was draining for both sides as well. Of course, it's going to be exciting and there's going to be a bit of tension for Scotland, but not at the same level. So they've got to find the right emotional pitch um, to deal with playing against a side who, if they lose, they're gone. Um, if they beat Ireland by more than seven and get a bonus point win, there's a lot of permutations. They could knock Ireland out as well. So Ireland aren't guaranteed yet to be in a quarter final. So um, they can't underestimate Scotland in any way because they're they're a very very dangerous side. Well, we will see what will happen over the next couple of weeks, and we'll catch up again this week. As always, it's been a pleasure. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 